just be a fly on the wall to all the sorts of different questions, all the different scenarios that somebody might face it in all the different things that we do. It makes it so much easier uh, for you to then anticipate when you're on your own. Um, Cause a lot of times I remember when I first started out, I was like a deer in a headlights, like, oh my God, like, you, you know, I don't, I don't know how to answer this question or. Hello and welcome to another episode of Level Up. I'm Katie. I'm here, of course, with Daniel, who other than you and our dog who isn't going to talk, but you might hear him tapping around as he is in our office today. You might hear our dog tap dancing. That's what he does. He's just like wandering right now. Yeah, he's kind of meandering. He doesn't even know why he's here, but it was a, what would you call it? I guess it's a, it's a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We're just being nice. That's the word I'm looking for. Our contractor, one of the contractors is afraid of dogs. And last time he came in when we weren't there and left immediately without doing any work because the dog was there. And so in order to get some work done today for contractor, we took the dog and he will be a part of the podcast potentially. Although I doubt it. He's pretty quiet. Yeah. But he may bark uh, except for that tap dancing. Exactly. Otherwise today we are talking about what you want to introduce the topic. Sure. We're talking about how to get answers to tough questions is the easiest way to put it in our business. There are a bunch of different questions that we need answers to. Um, and often we get more uncomfortable than we need to maybe when we're trying to get it out of our clients or get it out of our colleagues or whatever. Like this is sort of a universal talk about difficult conversations. Um, it dovetails a bit into objections, I guess, which we've talked about in the past. But really, this is just a crash course on moving forward with your work, really. How to yeah. handle those tough questions so you can get your job done and you can service your clients effectively. Yeah. It's really, it's something that a lot of us tend to beat around the bush about when it comes to getting answers to difficult questions. And really, you're much better served and your clients are much better served if you can just ask those more direct questions, get the answers you're looking for so that you can better provide them with the best possible service. One very basic one I can think of is just even budget when it comes to your clients. And sometimes people aren't as forthright when it comes to how much they can afford when they're looking for a house. And of course you need to know that in order to better direct their search. But I find one experience I've had in the past is, you know, clients have a certain budget, but then they start asking to see properties that are over their budget. And I've gone down the path of showing them those options. And sometimes their budget is actually higher than what they had originally said. And other times they're really hoping that maybe they can get that property for it within their budget, but we're wasting our time seeing it. So really these, this lack of asking the right questions can lead to a big waste of your time and your client's time. I I guess that's a good example of not just the question in the moment, but how you've prepared to that point for the question. So if you've done your work and established a baseline budget-wise with somebody, and now it appears that they're going off 
path that you had laid out there doesn't mean that they haven't changed their mind, but it does mean it makes it easier, really, because you've prepared with the initial set of questions. You've prepared yourself to now maybe update where they're at, right? Mm -hmm. So rather than saying somebody is deranged, which I don't think anybody would say, but you know they've given you a budget of 1.1 million and now they want to see a place that's going to go for 1.3 and now you've got a tail behind you. <laughs> this is... <laughs> This, this might be another video episode just because you've literally got fur that's walking around behind you. Um, but rather than say, no, 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 you said one, one, we're staying at this. It just creates the opportunity to have a dialogue and just ask a much easier question that might have been difficult otherwise in saying, okay, well, has your situation changed? Or after looking at things, do you now realize that your budget actually uh, is able to stretch to this point. Or the question might just be, is there some work you need to do on your end to establish whether this is doable based on what we talked about before, right? Mm -hmm. None of these are um, implying negativity or that they can't afford it. I think that might be the worry sometimes people have. It's less about, hey, you're not doing what's right. It's more about, uh-oh, they've told me something and now I'm pushing them to you know, if I ask the question, it's going to insult them. Like, what do you mean I can't afford it? Well, mm -hmm. I'm not saying you can't afford it. That's why it's a question, <laughs> you know, like, but we want to make sure that this is worth your time. And it only can be if we can establish that, in fact, this is within yeah. your budget. And it's so important to ask these questions up right away when you start mm -hmm. wondering these things, because you can get to a point where you get so far down a path that you haven't asked somebody the question and then it just really appears odd or you look very unprofessional because you haven't verified that information. You've kind of just been going along with, with whatever they've been doing. So it, it it is very important when you start questioning things with your clients or just even in a situation when it comes to working with another agent, ask the question right away. Don't feel uncomfortable. It's better to get that clarity ahead of time. Um, and as I said, it just saves everybody so much time. Now, even though this is a, an episode about us asking the tough questions, most mm -hmm. of this advice and most of this process goes both ways because conversations are laced with tough questions in both directions, right? Like we sometimes have to ask some tough questions and we are asked a lot of tough questions in the role that we've got. And the way that we deal with and prepare for both is generally the same, which is kind of strange. But when you think about it, we're going to go through a few of the different things and steps that you might want to take to prepare yourself, um, which, which preparation is probably the first step in itself, which we can get into. Um, but this ties into um, as I grew up, what my, my dad was a media trainer. He was in the media for years. And then, uh, turned that into a career in media training, which was training people to deal with tough questions. And often he was the one who would ask tough questions. And a lot of this advice is the stuff that um, flows the exact same way. Like real estate is another business, is another place where you're going to be faced with these sorts of relationships. So we can start with, I mentioned preparation. Preparation for me is built on anticipation, on anticipating what's possibly going to come and how you want the direction of something to go. So this, first of all, might tie into just the way that you start those initial conversations, but the questions you're asking, I think you need to be 
able to anticipate uh, the sorts of answers you're going to get, the sorts of objections you're going to get, and create your questions and maybe subsequent answers around that anticipation so that things flow in a way that you are able to at least in some degree control. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I like how you said you're asking questions back to them versus statements or assumptions based on what people are saying. So like in the example of price, um, if you thought your clients had a certain budget and now they're sending you properties that are hundred thousand more than their budget, the question is, you know, has anything changed from your budget perspective? Have you received an updated pre-approval or is there anything I need to know about your budget that's new that you haven't mentioned? Um, as opposed to saying, oh, I thought you couldn't afford that. Or I thought your budget was this What's um, wrong with you. Yeah. But you I don't I have find, that kind of money. Yeah. It's always good in any situation, especially in negotiations to turn it around and ask a question of somebody else. Um, and, and when it comes to negotiations, it's a little bit different because you're, you're wanting to ask a question and, and try to be as silent as possible. I find that's always helpful. Like when you ask the question and just let them kind of trail off and keep going. Like that's when people really start revealing a lot of information. So as many questions you can ask, and I know this is completely different than the, the budget, uh, budget theme, but, um, yeah, I find that that's, that's really powerful. Well, and questions that in, yeah, like we talk about open and closed ended questions in the mm -hmm. past as well. You, in virtually every situation, you want to be asking open-ended questions where you can get more information out of somebody than just a yes or a no. Now, there are situations where a yes or a no might be more helpful because all you want is a yes or a no, like just places where you're trying to get agreement. But I'd argue even in those situations, when you just get a yes or a no, at least for me, I question whether the person really understands what they're saying. When there's yeah. no further discussion and yeah. yeah like unless you ask a question like the way i talk where it's a four hour question and you've basically <laughs> laid out everything for them and they just need to say yes well one thing that i find and i find a lot of people do this as well in addition to me is you you ask a question and then you answer it for them which is really weird mm. and i find that that can really impact the answer you get or it doesn't allow elaboration on the other side. Like, is your client looking for over ask as in, are they looking for $300,000 or are they look over ask? Or are they looking for closer to where they're, where it's priced or, you know, like you kind of lay out the options and then it allows somebody just to take the easy route and just pick one of those answers as opposed to yeah. elaborating further. Well, um, yeah. Think of like the surveys you get and the different formats to questions that are deliberately put in front of you. Some of them are multiple choice. Some of them leave a blank where you have to narrate your own answer and come up with details. Some of them are a scale. Some of them are true or false, whatever. The way we ask questions, should we should be as thoughtful as those are in determining what format of an answer we want as well. What sort of detail mm -hmm. do we require? Yeah. And how can we make it most comfortable and lead somebody into that type of an answer? So the way that you yeah. just said that, it's like a multiple choice. Yeah. Like, are we this or are we this? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean the other person can't say, well, it's neither. Yeah. But at least, you know, you're you're pushing people to come to a place where you understand and where it's useful to you as well. Yeah. Not just where it's comfortable for them to answer. Like, 
it's great. We want to make people comfortable to answer, but not if their answer is completely useless or off the yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and I think we get that a lot when it comes to the price discussions with agents mm-hmm. because, and don't get me wrong, just because you ask a question like that doesn't mean that the answer is always going to be, well, it's, you know, it's, it's market mm-hmm. or well, do the research or the other agent or whatever. Yeah. That's fine. You might get that answer, but we want to ask questions to put people in as close a position to giving us what we want as we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, you know, a great example of asking questions and anticipating ahead of time is in your listing presentation. When you ask a client at the beginning of the listing presentation, what's most important to you, you know how to frame the conversation and the presentation moving forward. If right, if getting the best prices is, is the, is the most important or commission, you know, you know, you need to frame your presentation around the answers to those questions and justifying um, commission if commission is, is one of the things that's most important to somebody, but it's so much better knowing that ahead of time, even for other agents, when you're in a multiple offer situation, what's most important to your client? I mean, most of the time it's going to be price, but sometimes other things factor in and you can frame and make your, your client's offer as competitive as possible. And that's where being nimble in where questions take you is so important, mm-hmm. right? Cause yeah. Some questions have a finite, this is all I need to know. But most of the time in our industry, they're just part of a larger journey or a larger story where you need to be prepared for the forks in the road as you're dealing with your clients or as you're dealing with your colleagues, because you're asking the question because you don't know the answer, Mm -hmm. right? You're not asking the question just to make conversation usually, right? And if you don't know the answer, it could go in multiple different directions. Yeah. Right. So you need to, and that, and that also leads to something else. If I can take us in another direction, speaking of which is we've, we're in an industry where there's a lot of uncertainty, like everything, whether it's pricing or what people are expecting or blah, 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 the economy itself. And the more we're able to acknowledge that uncertainty as we're asking questions and as we're having these conversations, I find that to be a lot easier to soften the blow of questions and answers, right? Like if I can give an example, I mean, even if we're talking about prices and you want to talk to people about what they're expecting or where they're going to go, when you can get both sides of the table, whether it's your client or your colleagues, to acknowledge the fact that we don't know, it doesn't mean we're going to agree, but it also doesn't, it takes away the factual nature of something that isn't factual. And I've talked before about how I don't like how people talk in absolutes, like there is a right answer to everything. There's not. There's no right answer to any of these questions, commissions, prices, whatever. There might be what you want or what they want or bottom lines or things like that. But ultimately, when you can acknowledge between the two of you that this market and expectations need to be fluid, it makes things easier in the moment and it makes things easier as things might change as you go forward as well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's all about just, and it's the experience too. And if you're a new agent coming into this, you know, a lot of times you don't know what to expect. So that's why if you can 
get some mentorship or shadow an agent and just, just be a fly on the wall to all the sorts of different questions, all the different scenarios that somebody might face it in all the different things that we do. It makes it so much easier uh, for you to then anticipate when you're on your own. Um, Cause a lot of times I remember when I first started out, I was like a deer in a headlights, like, oh my God, like, you know, I don't, I don't know how to answer this question or this listening presentation went so badly because I never even asked them what was most important to them at the beginning. I just went straight into it because I was so nervous. And half the time I was talking about stuff that didn't even matter to them. So it's really, it comes down to a lot of experience and practice too. You know, don't just go into a buyer presentation or a buyer meeting, make sure you are practicing that ahead of time, going through the presentation, understanding what are the different important factors that typically, you know, a typical buyer will have and how can I ask questions to make sure I am delivering on the things that are most important to them. So it's, it's really a lot of preparation ahead of time. And over time, you just get more used to it and know what to expect. When you learn from, like you said, when we know how tough it has been or can be to answer tough questions. The more you're able to put the hat on of being on that side of the fence, it makes it easier for you to structure your own questions to take that uncomfortableness away from the people we're asking mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Right? Like we, we need to learn from our own struggles answering things. And really, we're probably, we must, I hope you're more comfortable talking real estate and asking questions in real estate than our clients are. Yeah. So we need to take our own maybe discomfort in certain things, multiply that to whatever level we can to mm -hmm. make it as easy as possible. And tough questions don't need to be framed as tough. I think because of our nerves around a question that's uncomfortable, yeah. whether it's price or commission or whatever, that comes out in the question or in the discussion and creates nerves that might not have been there. Yeah. Right. So yeah. we need to be comfortable with it before someone we're asking can be comfortable with it or there's 100%. no chance. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. Especially, you know, I'm thinking of open houses, for example, and you have buyers come in and a lot of us just beat around the bush in terms of asking them, do they have an agent that they're working with? So you've got to find a question that makes you comfortable so that you can just ask it that it rolls off your tongue. Like, do you have anybody helping with your search right now? Like, I feel like that's a better question than like, are you working with an agent? I don't know. For some reason that comes across a little bit more relaxed to me. Um, but that, that might just be me, but it's just a more comfortable way for me of asking that question versus, um, you know, are you under a contract with a, with a buyer agent right now, you know, kind of thing. Like it sends a much different message, just the two ways yeah. of asking that. like on the spectrum of will you pay me double commission to buy this with me to, yeah. Hey, how's your search going? Like how, yeah. however have you, you started. Yeah. Have you just started? Like questions are built around relationship building, regardless yeah. of what you're asking and to who and in what situation. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of why it's important. We are comfortable asking as many as possible. Like this is how we have our conversations. Once Tough questions are easy questions. You want to be doing that because the moment you don't ask something, you risk putting a hard stop on the conversation. And if you're building a relationship, you want to be asked questions and you want to ask questions as well because that incites an answer, which keeps a conversation going. Yeah. And 
not just grows a relationship, but also grows your knowledge about the people you're dealing with. Like, that's why you're asking. It's not just to be cute. It's to mm -hmm. actually build your own understanding of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like, everybody's different. Like I find sometimes you don't want to ask certain questions up front because you don't want to like, I'm just thinking of the social media conversation. I had somebody reached out to me about a property I had just put up on my stories and they were interested and we got into, you know, they're looking for, for a house. Um, but you know, they're, they're kind of like looking, but not really looking. They're not in like a serious phase of a search. They're just kind of seeing if there's anything that comes up in their neighborhood, they'd be interested in potentially looking at it with a few different factors. I didn't get into like their specific requirements and, you know, after the conversation, like my mind speak in speaking with them was I want her to keep talking. Um, I don't want to ask a question that's going to lead to no response. Cause that's sometimes what happens in text messages or, or direct messages with people, you kind of end up scaring them off. Um, but at the same time, I wish I could have found out through that conversation if they are, if they have somebody right now, that's kind of looking out, um, for, for them, for, for properties. Um, cause I did say I'd keep an eye out and obviously I will keep an eye out for the type of property they're looking for. Um, but I don't know for sure whether or not they're looking, they're working with an agent. Um, so it, it's one of those things like you want to build some relationship up front with certain types of people before you kind of dive into real business stuff. But at the same time, you kind of have to reveal the, that information at least early on, earlier as po or as possible, as opposed to like me sending her listings for the next six months and then realizing that she found something and has now working with an agent that she's always intended to work with. Context matters. I mean, how did these people come to you? What point in the relationship are you at? Mm -hmm. But- with everything, again, questions, whether you're asking or answering, that ties into how important it is to be honest and trustworthy in what mm -hmm. you're asking and what you're answering. Like, if you're just talking with someone, avoiding the tough question, because you know you're going to pop it in three weeks, and you're really just, it's not that you're being dishonest, but you're just, you're clinging to something you should be asking now, but not. Mm. You're wasting everybody's time. And it shows when you do ask the question, especially if it's a parent, it's a question you could have asked three weeks ago, that how disingenuous have you been to this point because you've just been working someone to get to that point, right? It doesn't mean ask that question on day one. I agree with you. But at the same time, like you said, if you wait, you might have wasted your own time. Yeah. And, you know, you've put on this front of someone who's dealing with someone in a different way versus where you are actually trying to get to. Doesn't mean you don't want to have a good relationship with someone, but you do want to have a relationship with them as a client rather than as a best friend who you're giving advice to while they work with another agent. Right. Because if you flip the the positions and if you are a buyer, like somebody like you might just think this person's trying to be nice. They, they you know, they have they have access to all the listings are continually like looking at all the options. Like, sure. If they, they find something, feel free to send it over. Like sometimes people don't even know what 
the rules and regulations are. Maybe an agent hasn't fully explained like what you should be doing if somebody, if another agent approaches you, you know what I mean? So you, you gotta, you gotta be careful there and you gotta understand that the onus is on you as the agent to ask these questions, to identify whether this person is worth further conversation is worth potentially trying to get to be a client. So it's, it's, it's really important that you put the responsibility on yourself. Well, it, I, I, I think it's, yeah, I, I was going to go in a different direction, but I'm just going to agree with you on that one rather than adding more words to it. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. So what other types of, we were talking about tougher questions before we went on here. Um, I feel like there was a made there was a major one that escapes me right now. That was the first one we were actually talking about. I think it was just about uh, was it about signing the contract? I think, um, like asking I mean, the question of somebody like, "So are you ready to go? Like, are we ready to mm -hmm. do this?" Mm -hmm. Like that, I think is a different type of question where it's not just it's not about questioning people's intent from a or, or questioning people from a affordability or how high they're willing to go when you're already working with them but when you're trying to establish that you're moving forward with a relationship I think that is one of the more uncomfortable things similar to the commission one where people are nervous about what the answer might be mm -hmm. I think that's different from a tough question yeah. where you just don't want to address something that might be yeah. a bad elephant in the room where everybody knows it, but nobody wants to talk about it. This, to your point of people don't really understand how things work. That's where I was going to go with it before, but I didn't want to just rant. People don't know the rules the way that we think they know the rules or people don't understand, I, I guess, client or colleague etiquette all the time, maybe in the way that we operate. And so asking a question where for us, it might seem uncomfortable because, hey, this is something that's going to make everything weird now. In a lot of cases is just something where if it's approached the right way, this is actually educating people on something they, it's not that they weren't wanting to hear it. It's they didn't even know it was something that was part of the process at all. Hmm. Right. So yeah. from a preparation side, again, the more you're able to address these things from moment one rather than putting them off and saying here's like if for like you said in our listing presentations you know or even in a buyer presentation you know here are the steps of the process day one you haven't assumed anything but it's like this is how things work and yeah. here's the service i offer and the steps we go through in order to get your job done for you as as you know as if well as legally but as efficiently and and beneficially as possible to you and then when it comes time to say, hey, are we ready to go? It's not like, uh, how do I ask if they actually want to do a listing agreement with me? It's like, no, 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 that's part of the process. So now yeah. it's time to say, you know, not uh, not so much like, are you sure you want to work with me? It's more of a like, hey, when can I come over and get this paperwork done so that we can get moving on everything? Like I've given you the yeah. timeline. Here's the step we're at. You know, mm -hmm. should I, should I, the question might just be, would you rather e-sign it or do it in person? That might be the question. Not, have, not do you want to, or are not. you ready? Yeah. Are yeah. You, are you sure? Yeah, no. And, and buyer, buyer rep agreements is, is one of the big ones because I've, I fall victim to this, even to this day where 
you know, luckily a lot of my clients are repeat or referral. So the trust is there, but still I should be getting that agreement signed up front. Whereas if I wait too long and I've seen, gone out with them 10 times to see places, it's kind of like, Ooh, this is weird now that I'm asking for this, you know? <laughs> so the, the sooner you can get that done. And as you said, presented in a way in, in a presentation that tells them that is the step you're on. It just makes it so much easier. And you're well, a professional. And you should be doing this. Like you just took the words out of my mouth. Like as a professional, yeah. as a professional, we're not just there to ask questions. Like we're not there to say, what do you think? I mean, we are, but not really, right? Like we need to have process systems, the things that are instilling confidence in other people that make these tough questions less tough. It's the same reason when we talk about valuations or expectation management, you need to be able to back things up with evidence and facts and data and experience. Because when you do that, it gives people confidence in the recommendations you make. It, in a lot of ways, tempers the answers they might have given, mm. right? Like when we send people value or, or comps before we do a listing presentation, yeah. I mean, I don't have statistics on this, but I'm going to say statistically speaking, without any facts to back me up, ironically, when you go into a listing presentation, having provided comps versus not, when it comes time to ask the the potential client what their expectations would be for a property they are way more in line mm. with where it should be quote unquote than where they might have wanted it to be prior if they've been given some data yeah. right it just brings them to a place that helps uh, i guess bring their answer to where we'd expect it to be or where it should be mm -hmm. because of the data where if you just go because someone called and said, hey, I want to list my house, can you come over? And then you find out it's because their neighbor told them their place is worth $8 billion and you've told them nothing otherwise. Now you're working from a place from behind, from trying to convince them they're wrong versus not doing anything other than saying, hey, I, just, I brought this data or I'm giving you this stuff ahead of time. This will help, I guess, push our conversation in a more clear way so that you understand what's going on. I'm sure you know all this already, right? Like it's one of those, depending on the personality of the people you're dealing with, if they're know-it-alls, that's fine. Then they must know it all, but you're just doing it to be thorough. Exactly. Cover your bases. Yeah. <laughs> Cover your bases. Finley. Uh, well, I mean, our job is built on questions that are tough, but I think we've covered the overall. Yeah. yeah. If Finley anybody just, has tough I'm questions they're struggling with, for those of you who are out there sitting on someone you just haven't been able to have the tough conversation with, reach out. Yeah. Maybe you just grew the tail again. He was, he was poking his, uh, his face out of the bottom of one of my blinds that isn't fully down and there was somebody walking by and they like like oh my god there's this like dog's nose like on the window <laughs> wondering what's happening in here that's okay okay so right, we're a dog friendly office come visit everybody and bring, actually no don't come and bring your dogs i don't even know why i'm encouraging that you can come visit I anytime mind. i wouldn't mind to see people's dogs 
don't mind, but that's kind of a weird blanket invite, like, uh, like a dog, yeah, a dog party. But yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's better to come to our office and bring your dog versus going to a showing and bringing your dog, which happened to me this weekend with a buyer's visit, the buyers of my listing decided to, uh, although it was like a little dog that they carried around the whole time, Bill, but though. they, they, yeah, my clients are allergic to dogs and cats and you bring your dog through without even asking if you can do that. Like who does that? I don't know. I think that's the tougher part of it is, is that it wasn't asked. Although to me, I, I don't know if we're crazy because people we've brought it up to don't seem to be as bothered by it. Not, it's not that I'm bothered. We're dog people, but like, yeah, it's just no, it's not just, how it's yeah. done. It's just weird to me that you would even think to, that would be okay. I mean, actually, you know what? I remember one of my clients did the same thing. They showed up with it. They didn't even, but like, this was like a family. They knew each other. They knew that, you know what I mean? But like well, the agent, yeah. the agent was like a related party, related right? party. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. this is so, that's the and thing. I, yeah. You could get blindsided by some, by somebody bringing someone and that's different. And then that yeah. maybe creates a new difficult conversation. Yeah. Um, if yeah. you know what's happening at a minimum, just ask the question. Yeah. I mean, it's making me wonder if we should put in our listing instructions from now on, like no dogs. <laughs> I can't believe I had to say this, but no dogs. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think in this industry, expect the unexpected. We talked about uncertainty. I don't think you need to preempt everything with every permutation possible, but I when know. you have an experience, it does. Well, that's it's it. Like, that it makes you wonder from now on, is everybody going to bring their dogs to showings from now on? Maybe. Is that what we're doing now? I mean, it was a small dog. You said, were they carrying it the whole time? Yeah, they were carrying it. It was like one of, okay, I think it was like a little that. lap dog. It's not like horrible, but like if, your clients are allergic to pets. Like you should not be bringing a pet into somebody's house. You know what I mean? Like yep. if I, I don't know, anyway, I'll move on from that. We've, we've, we've dealt allergies with allergies are going to start being listed as a listing feature as a, yeah. as a field on a listing. Yeah. Well, it anyway. is what it is. They made it through. Nothing was damaged. Yeah. Nothing I smells weird. Hopefully or anything. Yeah. That, that would suck, but they've already bought the house. So they'll deal with the pee on them. now. It's on them. It's on their carpet. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, now that we've tailed off, see what I did there? Tailed off. Uh, wow. That, that was okay. as weak as it's ever been. I would concur. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure to follow us on Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts and feel free to reach out at Level Up for Realtors on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know if you have any questions, topic ideas, or anything else that you would like. Would you send them born. to us? When can we expect those from you? See, see what I did? Some questions mm -hmm. there. When can we expect those reviews from you? No, it's not going to happen. Come on, guys. Look us up. You say right. hook us up or look us up? Hook us up. Look us up. Okay, yeah. Do both. All right. See y'all. Bye. Level, 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 level